Hello, and welcome back to another episode, podcast, of Just Bro Enough. Episode 2. Episode 2. On this, today, 9.30, it's a Sunday, we are going to be talking about the UFC. We're going to talk about the fights, we're going to talk about John Jones, and Connor versus Khabib, uh, our, our breakdown and take of it. <clears throat> I really want to get into a little bit. Uh, Conor McGregor and talking about John Jones. I know that both uh, the Rooster and I have a lot of interesting things to say. Oh, don't we? And so this should be this should be a fun episode. So let's let's go over the first thing that I think that everybody's been talking about is the UFC fights two twenty nine. They're going to be airing Saturday, October sixth, twenty eighteen. And the big question on everybody's mind is Khabib versus Conor. Now. We are going to get to that here in just one second. So let's let's start let's start with the bottom of the card um, on the main event. So I'm not really looking at the the prelims or the fight pass stuff, but I mean to mention on the, on the prelims. So there's two people that uh, the rooster really wanted to <clears throat> to say something about, and one is Oma- O'Malley, 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 yeah, O'Malley, and the other one is Pettis's little brother, the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley. So tell us a little bit about O'Malley. Man, uh, if you're an MMA fan, you, you're gonna love this guy. He he's explosive. He just goes out there. He kind of kind of follows a John Jones style, the spinning stuff, the the arrogance, a lot of the uh, MVP, um, jumping knees, flying kicks, spinning elbows. Uh, his last fight, I think he ended up breaking his leg in the third round, and he fought into the uh, the last couple rounds. Because it was a main event round, I believe so. And he was he wasn't wasn't he on a fighting series, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, or what's it called? Now? It was the uh, Dana White's looking for a fighter, uh, the YouTube series that he was on. Yeah, and uh, he's a curly headed, he's <laughs> a lot like you. He's curly headed, fuck, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, tattooed and everything. This guy. And in his fights, he was he was actually pretty. Um, I want to say explosive, but he was pretty dominant in his fights, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh, ended up knocking the guy out, and that's what uh, that's what Dana White was looking for was this kind of guy. I mean, like I said, the John Jones kind of style. He's a great martial artist. He reminds me a little bit of Clay Guida. Just, like, the hair. Oh, just just fiery or just, oh, just oh, the, the hair. hair? the hair. I mean, <laughs> like, just, I imagine, if you guys would, Rooster, if he would finally grow his hair out, which he should, would look like this. So if you guys want to look him up, Sean O'Malley, and you'll really get an idea of what the Rooster looks like. The only difference is uh, the Rooster's like a solid two. So, like, from a 1 to a 10, 10 being the absolute best, like myself. <clears throat> and then, well, 1 being the worst. More closer to the rooster. <laughs> and that's what that's what kind of what you're looking at right there. Yeah, so I'm just saying keep an eye on this kid. He's 10-0 and 0 right now, and he's fighting. He's fighting on these cards. He's going to be moving up quick. Well, there's a reason he's on the 229. 229 is almost like what uh, you expected to see from 200. When they aired 100, UFC 100 and UFC 200, it's the big ones. But lately, it seems like they're starting to just throw as many as they can every pay-per-view. But this one, truly, they're trying to build around um, some great fights to make it a memorable, memorable night. All right, so next, let's talk about Pettis' little brother. So the reason I really want to bring him in to mention is, A, I like Anthony Pettis, the show, Showtime Pettis. But uh, his little brother, they're both part of the team that we, we fight for, the Carlson Gracie team. And I'd really like to see him do well. I'm not really too much. I'm not really too sure on what he does. But, uh, you know, I just just a quick shout-out on my end. Yeah, he's he's seventeen and three right now, which uh, isn't bad for yeah, pro fighting. Yeah, and that's why he's on the undercard. They're starting to move him up. He he fights on the uh, a lot of the cards that Anthony Pettis fights on. So you know they do a lot of the uh, Diaz stuff where 
they corner each other coming up in the fights. He has a couple of a good wins. Uh, he's one in one in the last his last three fights. He's a two in one in his last three. So one win, one loss, and then one win, and that was over Joseph Benavidez. So he's he's getting back in the winning column, moving back up. So just keep an eye on him. He's a nice prospect as well. Yeah, <clears throat> they fight out of uh, Chicago, I believe. They're both of them are out of Chicago. They uh, they train with at the headquarters of Carlson Greasy, but they also train with uh, Duke Rufus. So they're part of that Duke Rufus camp, and man, he has some good stuff. He actually has a uh, a how-to fight series out there that I've, I've checked out, and it's actually really, a really cool series. Um, both him and Anthony Pettis fight out of there, and they're actually doing pretty well. Anthony Pettis is on a win streak, ain't he? Yeah, I believe so. He's a uh, last fight. He, I believe, he won by TKO. Was it, maybe it was a submission? I think he actually was cross Gracie submission. I think it was an armbar, actually. Yeah, was it? Was it the rolling armbar? I think it was the rolling armbar. I forgot who that was against. Yeah, well, look that up real quick. So he is—he's a black belt. He just got his black belt, I believe. So Anthony Pettis is, is one of is somebody I actually kind of like. I remember when he uh, wall jumped uh, Benson Henderson. It was so cool, man. Back in the W. <laughs> that was that WFC. was back in the day, and it, and it was it was a rolling armbar against uh, Michael Chesney. Yeah, that's right, man. It was pretty. It's pretty sick, and I know that for the Carlson Gracie guys to see another Carlson Gracie guy submit somebody at the highest level is pretty. It's fun to watch, you know. That's your team. You're rooting for your team, and you got to root for your home team. All right, so let's get into the main card. <clears throat> we have Watterson versus Herring. Who do you have? I'm going to take Michelle Watterson on this one. And why is that? Uh, just her background. She's a black belt in karate. She's gone. Uh, she's gone in there with the best of them so far. Uh, she's been defeated a couple times, but. I don't know. I think she's taking this one. Felice is still uh, pretty pretty young in the sport, and she's still got a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of experience to be gained. Yeah, yeah, experience. That's yeah, what I was. It makes a big for. difference in the fight world now. The a very unique fighting style is the karate style. I mean, against all the other styles, like a very common style is Muay Thai or Western kickboxing in the UFC, and maybe even boxing. But it's very rare do you see a karate expert come into the UFC. And when they do, they usually do a pretty good job because it's such a foreign style to see. It's hard to find fighters that compare because of the stylistically, it's it's just hard to mimic. It's, you just don't find a lot of them out there. So that should be an interesting fight. Going on to uh, Lewis versus what's that? Velrock, Volbrook. How do you say his name? I I'm not sure on Volbrook. His last name's a little tough. I don't really know a lot about Volbrook, but uh, Lewis, I wasn't really impressed with his last fight. What was his fight name? Uh, the Black Beast. The Black Beast. Yeah. His last fight, that, gosh, it was a heavyweight fight, and there wasn't a lot of punches thrown. I think it was him and who's that other guy? He's a big old monster, It was man. Francis Ngano. No, God, yeah. yeah. So that fight, I watched that fight, and when I was watching it, um, they respected each other too much, and I think that was a problem. So the, 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 the beauty of heavyweights is, man, when they go at it, they go at it. But that fight right there, man, they, they, uh, they stood toe-to-toe, and I want to say it was almost less punches thrown than... The uh, who's the jujitsu guy? I'm drawing a blank right now on his name. Um, he is the jujitsu guy who fought at I want to say 185, and there's like the least punches thrown ever in a fight. He's all about who's submissions. It? Damian Maya. Yeah, Damian Maya. That Damian Maya fight, like, <laughs> like four punches thrown all fight, a hundred different takedown defenses. But uh, it was it was just as just as dry. I want to say so. I'm not really. I mean, if they go out there and bang, and I guarantee that he 
is receptive to what his corners and and the UFC is probably telling him like that wasn't a very interesting fight, like that's not going to sell you anywhere. So, you know, I'm hoping that he, if he comes out and does like what we've seen in the past, I think he's going to be knocking teeth out. Yeah, well, his last loss was against a, a, a tough game opponent in Mark Hunt, so he's got he's on a two fight win streak after that after his loss, and I know he's been suffering from a back injury, so I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. We've seen a lot of him complaining about his back in that last fight against Nganu, and they his corner kept telling them to go in and, and finish it, and he ended up taking the win in decision. That Mark Hunt fight, that, uh... Uh, Mark Hunt, man, I've always liked Mark Hunt, man. He drops people and just walks off like he knows when he's put that person down and just walks off, but, uh... The, the the whole back injury thing. Remember when Mike Tyson's like, "Yeah, I broke my back." <laughs> like spinal, what? spinal injury, the spinal. spinal. <laughs> that, you just reminded me of that. <clears throat> okay, now here's a fight people have been waiting a long time to see. That Ferguson Pettis fight. Oh man, I'm skipping over the Saint the Saint Peru and Reyes fight for one second. I want to go to the Ferguson Pettis fight. It's one of the co-main event. Who do you got? Ferguson or Pettis? Oh, I got to take Anthony Pettis on that one. You got to stick with my boy Carlson Gracie all the way. But man, Ferguson's been around for a while, and he's he's a tough opponent. He's gonna actually be, he's gonna be a real tough opponent against Pettis. Yeah, but um, he's what a uh, tenth planet black belt. He is it. So stylistically, they're both black belts. Now, Ferguson has been a longer time black belt, but um, Pettis has been. I believe Pettis is fighting longer, hasn't he? I believe so. Because Pettis was back in the. I mean, was it WFC? I want to say WFC. Was yeah, it, yeah, it was WFC, WFC and this was. I mean, no, it's WEC. W was it WEC? W-E-C. That's right, WEC. That's been so long. Man, it's been a while. So the UFC bought them out. They bought out Pride too, and um, he was back in the WFC days. So he was, and he was fighting for the card back then. So he didn't have been around longer than that. He must be getting. He must be getting up there a little bit. But um, I'm also gonna go with Pettis. I'm gonna go with Pettis on this one too. I'm gonna stick to the home team. I really um, am supportive of the Carlson Gracie team and and what they represent, and I'm excited for that fight. Now yeah, Ferguson's on a tear though. He's uh, what he's on a ten fight win streak right now. Just yeah, about. he's one of those guys. But you know we've seen that before. And to go into Conor McGregor when he fought, when he fought, God, he knocked him out. Flash knockout. Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo. When he fought Jose Aldo, man, Jose Aldo was, was unstoppable at that point. Like that's the first time we've seen somebody get manhandled like that. So you give me. I think the win streak is important, but we also take consideration who they're fighting. You know that makes a big difference. And both, I think that's going to go all. All rounds. That's not going to be one that gets stopped so you think, early. You think this one's staying on its feet? I, oh man, <clears throat> I think that it will. But if it goes to the ground, it will end its submission. However, I do think it's going to stay on its feet, and I think it's going to go the entire. Well, it's, it's, it's a it's a belt fight, ain't it? Is that a belt fight? I'm not sure on that one. It okay, should, it should say. I believe I believe that's a belt fight. It's a co-main event. If it if it's not if it's not a five round fight, that'd be crazy. Why would you put the t- these two guys? Against each other in such a such a, I mean this fight's been go, trying to go on for a while, hasn't it? That one of them keep Ferguson keeps getting hurt, doesn't he? Well, and that's the same thing. Uh, it was Ferguson. It was supposed to be uh, Ferguson and Habib a couple times too, but you know Ferguson pulled out a couple times on that one. That's right. Ferguson, he's, he's been plagued with injuries, hasn't he? Uh, as far as I'm aware, he, he's had to pull out a couple fights on that. Um, I'm not sure what the extent of the injuries. Were I haven't uh, don't quite keep up with the the injury part of it. Yeah, I don't think Ferguson is a is a belt fight. I believe then it's McGregor versus Khabib for the title. Now, before we get to that, Saint Peru versus Reyes. Who you got? I got OSP on this one. Why is that? 
Uh, just his submission game is dynamic. He has three record Von Flu chokes in the UFC. <laughs> so yeah. not a lot of guys know that there's even some... what that is. Yeah, like let alone it's such a it's such a unique submission. The Von the Von Flu choke. It's very um, like to hit it. You have to have, capitalize on your your opponent doing something wrong, in a sense. But this guy just finds himself in a position to do it three times. Well, that's because he shoots a lot, and the guy's well, double guillotines to, off yeah, it, yeah, guillotines, and then rotate around the corner. But still, most people know to let go and rotate away, or rotate into and, and recover guard, or, or build up to your feet. But yeah, and I've I've watched him take his ear and trap their arm in between his ear and shoulder, so, part so they of the can't game, remove their arm. Part of his game is capitalizing on people doing things right, which is, which is, I mean, it's going to make you very successful, and it has been successful for him. So yeah, I would go with that as well. Okay, so. Conor McGregor, the notorious, the <laughs> Ireland bad boy, the pro yeah. boxing, the pro MMA, the the man of who walks like the WWE Vince McMahon, <laughs> the money man. What uh, what is your take on McGregor? Uh, Not think, even on who's going to win the fight, just McGregor in general, the Irish bad boy. I think, uh, you know, a lot of it has gone to his head. I mean, when you get that big, that fast, it's it's obviously going to make you or break you. And we've seen that, you know, we'll talk about it here in a minute uh, with John Jones. Um, you get too big, too fast, and it ends up wrecking you if you cannot hold yourself back and keep yourself to where you need to be. And I think that's what happened with this bus situation. You know, he did the fight with uh, Money Mayweather. Ended up losing that fight, but look at all the money he's made. Well, he is a pro boxer. <laughs> yeah, and the popularity that he's gained from that. I mean, everywhere you go, somebody knows who you are. I mean, that could be very stressful in this in this game. You know what I mean? Well, and it can, and I think you're right too. I think it did go to his head. I think there's a part of that that he now knows he's as big as he is. I mean, you don't have to be a pro. You don't have to be a big UFC fan. Hell, you don't have to follow the UFC to know who Conor McGregor is. And I think that that's a, that's a big issue within Ireland. A lot of people, from what I understand, don't like him. There's people who do, but in Ireland he's not liked because he doesn't represent the Irish well. And, uh, I mean, that also said, he was drinking whiskey. Was it whiskey? On on his last... his, his uh, his post pre-fight, his pre-fight interview where he was actually drinking on stage. Oh, the, the conference with the Habib. Yeah, yeah. he tries to give him a shot. That's funny. So, I mean, the drinking Irish, every everywhere I go, <clears throat> as a coach too, man, drinking before a fight is a no-go. Like, you don't drink at all. You don't touch that stuff because it really does mess with your testosterone levels. It messes with you. Maybe he had something else in the bottle and he wasn't actually drinking and he was just trying to, like, be advertised by that company or something. But that's a that's a no-no, man. That's That's, a, that's something that... We don't touch. It's just not something you're supposed to do before a fight. But if he's doing it, he must be really confident or cocky in himself. So seeing that to me was like a, a real like head scratcher. I have no idea how to take that. Now, what about Khabib? Oh. The eagle. The Russian backwoods, bear grappling, <laughs> man-eating, just bad man. I mean, what's, what's there to be said about it? He's undefeated right now. He, he started fighter. martial arts when he was, what, six? He's a, he's a master in sambo. Sambo. Yeah, Sambo, yeah. Wrestling. Wrestling. He's yeah. 26-0 as a pro fighter. TKO, 31%. Submissions, 31%. Decisions, 38%. That means he's a well-rounded fighter. Like, he he is just dangerous. He is taller than Conor McGregor by one inch. He weighs the same. He has a shorter reach. 
And I think he has the chin to be able to... I mean, to be... To take Conor McGregor's left yeah, hand? Yeah, well, I mean, get this. And we'll get into this in one second. 26-0. That's... Outstanding. I mean, in a pro fight world, that's that's amazing. Fedor Emelianenko went 23-0 before he was defeated. Who was he defeated by? Oh, man. Why do you have to ask me that right now? Uh, let's see. Who was it? It was... Um, it was a nobody. It was the, it was the black belt guy. Uh... The Brazilian dude that just got nailed for steroids. Which one? Not Belfort, but the other one. Oh, his name is not coming to me right now. Oh, man. You're going to have to look that up. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I've never really been a huge fan of him. Oh, uh, he was a heavyweight champion there for a little yeah, while. Yeah, heavyweight um, champ, yeah. Oh, boy, now it's going to get to me, too. It, he fought he's Travis nobody. Brown. Yeah, he's nobody. So, basically, they cut him from the UFC. He goes over to the strike force and wins. But he, then he, he submits back. Fedor with the triangle. Track. Yeah, and then he comes back. Didn't he go back to the UFC? Yeah, he went back to the and, UFC. And started winning the UFC. So, he had a lot of growth in the, in the meantime. Gosh, what is his name? I guarantee some <laughs> of you out there are just, like, like, beating your head against the wall. Be like, come on, you guys should know this one. But this was a little bit while, a little while ago. Fedor's from Russia too, isn't he? Yeah. Man, those Russian guys, they build him a little bit different. But he is, uh, right now he's undefeated. So, I mean, to go against McGregor, that's going to be, <clears throat> I think this is a real test for McGregor. And I think if McGregor um, doesn't take this fight serious, he's going to be sadly mistaken, man. I've wrestled since I was a kid, and I'm I'm all for the wrestling game. And if uh, Khabib gets on top of you, he's staying on top of you. Right now, he's not known to just randomly let people up you know he's like the opposite of chuck liddell he is the hold you down keep you there type of guy and that's what i think uh poses a big threat in this fight if conor mcgregor can't keep his distance and can't land those hands we've seen his ground game even though he's a brown belt uh nate diaz made him look like a punk i would say just took his back and choked him out like it was nothing <laughs> well nate diaz is top level black belt I, a big part of conor's game is to get in the head of his opponent and i honestly just I mean, I think he said he's throwing some personal stuff, but Khabib knows this. Khabib comes from a country where it's like, talk smack, get hit, you know, and Connor's talking smack, and he, Khabib just doesn't really care. He just, he just is ready to, he wants to fight. So, we'll, I mean, gosh. And, we, and we've seen with that Michael Johnson fight that Habib is the guy that's going to take you down, beat you down, and talk trash to you as he's submitting you. Like he did with uh, Michael Johnson, telling him that he didn't deserve the fight for the title and that he should just submit already and give him the win. Was he saying that? Yeah, he was saying that. Yeah, you could hear from the mic. He looked over at uh, Dana White and he was like, this is my fight, you know, this this title's mine. Actually, a nice little video of it. By the way, that guy's name was Fabricio Verdum. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was looking up real quick. Man, that guy, that guy is a story on his own. But uh, so here's here's a real question. So we're looking at Conor McGregor, almost number one pound for pound guy in the world, and Khabib, and I'm not even try his last name. The Eagle, the Russian bear wrestling guy. Yeah, Anyway, who do you have? I have Khabib on this one. Really? You know what? Here's my thing: is if it doesn't go, if it goes out of the first round, I 100% have Khabib. If Connor can crack him and stay on him, I give it to Connor in the first, and that's who I'm going with. I'm if he, if he could put that left hand on him, but he knows Habib's got to know that he's going to be looking to throw that left hand right in the first round to counter strike him like he's done every one of his opponents. And if you watch Connor McGregor's style, 
He does a lot of hand slapping and hand touching. He 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 bounces. Kind of like John in. Jones, he puts his hand out. Yeah, yeah. Path, he like he patty cakes the face. Yeah, he patty cakes and he bounces in and out to gauge his distance. And then when he draws them in for that shot, is when he slips and hit that. He hits that left hand. Now, if Habib, who's it, a wrestler, man, I think I honestly think Conor McGregor, his left hand's gonna be ready because he's southpaw, isn't he? Yeah. But I do think he's gonna be prepping with that uppercut too. I think he's gonna rip an uppercut first takedown. Khabib goes for. He's going to eat an uppercut, and I think it's going to change the fight drastically. And he's been working with uh, Olympic-level wrestlers. Um, gosh, what's what's his name? Uh, right now, man, today's not my day for names, but Jordan <laughs> Jordan Shaduo, I believe it is, who's an Olympic wrestler. It's somebody he's been working in his camp for the wrestling, and that guy is top-level wrestler. Like, he's an American wrestler, and he's... He's, I mean, even in modern-day wrestling right now, he's the name that all the re- the kids know. Like, they buy his shoes, they buy his apparel. He's the man. Well, like I said, Habib's been wrestling since he was six years old. I mean, there's plenty of video on that guy just tearing people up on takedowns. Plus his Sambo. I mean, there's takedowns there. Man, this, yeah, this is going like to be a, a scary fight. I mean, Sambo's, Sambo's really good with the leg locks, and that's, that's an interesting thing that, I mean, how often do we see Khabib going for leg locks? That doesn't mean he doesn't have them. <laughs> That's true. Because if he's a master of sambo, they're there. He's got them. He's trained in them. And and to add credit to that, look at Ronda Rousey. She's a black belt in judo, and she every armbar she did was different. She actually never like mimics stuff. She really did. And somebody was telling me that too. Somebody said that they looked it up and they actually noticed that like every armbar she did was different, regardless of where she is. Right now, she's in the WWE. Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in WWE, and uh, she she's actually the champ over there right now. I is think. she really? Yeah. No way. <laughs> See. Conor McGregor, who would he bring into his camp if for wrestling? Bring. It was. They have I video it was on Jordan. it on YouTube. Yeah, gosh. That's I, same, that, it sounds like the name that it's it's supposed to be. You're yeah, close. it probably is. I mean, I'll, if not, then I'll be super surprised. I believe that's who it is. Jordan. His first name is Jordan. But, man, that's a. Uh, I don't. I think they will neutralize the wrestling if they train together enough. But then again, how good can you get at wrestling in a short amount of time? I mean, wrestling, is, as you know, is a whole different beast. It's not like jujitsu. It's not like sambo. It's 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 aggressive, in your face, just smash mouth type of, of of fighting. And if you're if you're not used to doing the wrestlers, even even as a jujitsu practitioner, wrestlers change the game up. Yeah, that's, like that's they will they will grab a hold of you even if you knock them out on their feet they will continue to drive they just can't help it it's just who they are as people and we've seen that plenty of times amateur and pro okay so again both I got McGregor he's got Khabib if it goes past the first round I got Khabib as well next let's talk about um, John Jones one of your favorite people in the world no no man no it's definitely one of your favorite people in the world so what do you think about this allegation? And we're gonna call it an allegation until everything is proved. But I mean, <laughs> everybody, everybody's talking about it. So let, let me read something to you real quick. So this is John Jones, an article from Albuquerque Journal, and it was written on September twenty fourth, twenty eighteen, by the uh, Rick Wright, Journal staff writing. So it says the United States Anti-Doping Agency calls it delivery of substantial assistance. The MMA Twitter sphere calls it the snitch clause. Whenever one calls it, former UFC light heavyweight champ John Jones' cooperation with the USADA, who is kind of like the in charge of uh, uh, drug testing, in regards that regards shaved thirty months 
off his potential four-year suspension, which 30 months is what, three, almost three years, so it's 12, yeah, yeah. 24, so 24, almost two yeah. and a half years off of uh, his suspension for a second violation stemming from a positive drug test. So he has been partaking in substantial abuse. Now, wait one second. This actually brings something up. He said that he didn't take steroids. He said it was in his for impotency, did he not? Yeah, he yeah, said, he said it was for his uh, impotency pills, yeah. So, he is now saying that it was steroids, and he'll turn in who, 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 so he was lying this whole time. Yeah, but he didn't actually come out and say it was steroids. But like, now he's well, turning the people in who... Yeah. Okay, so, hmm, positive drug test. It was announced on Thursday that John, who lives in Albuquerque and trains at Jackson, gosh, I hate the Jackson place, <laughs> But still, so, you gotta love Diego Sanchez, though. Oh, Cowboy yeah, I mean, Cerrone. A yeah. lot of people, a lot of good people come out of there. It's just this guy makes it look really bad. It says that he would serve a 15 month suspension, radio, radioactive to his positive test, July 2017, for the anabolic steroid. And that was after the DC fight. Yeah, which, I mean. Where he knocked him out with the. In DC, hit. you could tell he doesn't abuse steroids. <laughs> you could tell him and the Diaz brothers don't abuse steroids. So those guys are actually true fighters through and through, and you gotta you gotta love them for that. Um, just to keep this short, it says the investigating BAM substance w- was not intentional though. That conclusion turned the months, but he's gonna be turning them in. So basically, at the end of the day, he says that he turned them in, and in doing so, he's cutting his sentence shorter. Uh, to, to turn turn the people in or the substance? He's turning the people in who, who use it and stuff like that. So his basically thing is that he's going to be throwing everybody under the, the bus. So he's turning in the people that he got it from or that got him into it or that he got into it. Mm-hmm. So he's, what, snitching? <laughs> yeah, he's, in a sense. This guy's a piece of trash. He, before we started this, he said something about um, Miracle Cocop and what he said about oh, what, what man. he was saying. <laughs> yeah, I oh. know. I yeah, I gotta, that, I gotta read that for you. There's been a lot of people out there who really like, man, to throw your teammates, to throw people who do that stuff. Now, I get, don't get me wrong, cheating's cheating, but to come back only for the means of throwing everybody under the bus, like, man, that's something else. I mean, if it was my team and I was doing something like that, I would never, ever, I would take, I would just take the fall. I would never turn my team in because your training partners are just, I mean. That's everything. You you need them. You know your team. Your your even and and who was it? Nick or Nate Diaz said that everybody cheats. You know, so like yeah, everybody's on yeah. steroids. Well, except for those guys. <laughs> Did you find it? Did you find them? No, no. but it was something along the lines of like in Russia, we don't do that. Like we don't we don't even we don't even uh, we don't even snitch on our deepest enemies along those lines to to turn in your friends. Says a lot about John Jones. Now I remember years ago I worked at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and I was talking to people, and everybody loved John Jones back then. This was probably eight years ago or six years ago, and everybody's like, "Man, I love John Jones. I love John Jones." And man, I've never, never really, never really had the taste for him in my mouth. I've always told people, "Man, he just seems fake. He doesn't seem real. I don't believe he is who he says he is." Because back then he was known as the good boy, like. The true UFC, like, good boy. He is a, the perfect champion. The youngest UFC yeah, champ. Yeah, like, all this stuff. And I always told people, like, no, he's fake. Like, I've been in this world long enough to know that, like, he's not who he says he is. And now, if I 
could just remember who I was talking to, <laughs> I would rub it in their face so hard that it would give them acne. <laughs> like I would rub it so far in their face that they 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 be they be crapping out <laughs> my rubbing. Like that's how like because everybody everybody back then used to talk about how great he was. No, I never said anything about him as a fighter. But I was talking to him about as a person, and as a person, he's not who he says as, he was. As a, martial, as a martial artist, he has a tremendous amount of skills, very great skills. But as a person, man, he's just, I got to go with DC on this one. He's just trash, a trash person. Multiple uh, drug abuse charges with steroids. He hit, hit a run, pregnant lady hit and run, with a car and left. Drugs in the car, and he ran. I mean... Man, this guy's just bad. The stuff he's been seen saying on, on on video behind people's backs when the camera's not live rolling, he puts on a face, man, and that's what it is. And and DC's called it the whole time. Yeah, I, I believe this guy should never be let back in the UFC. But then again, UFC recently, after the new owners, is more about the money instead of making it, what's right. No, man, it definitely has changed. Back back in the day, <laughs> I remember the the Tito Ortiz days. Man, him, him, and Dana White did not get along. But uh, the the game has changed a little bit. The people have changed a little bit, and it's just interesting. It's an interesting dynamic where it is today. And I think some of you can agree. Some of the fights don't make sense. Like, um, who's he giving immediate title defense back to? He's given somebody else the ability to get their title back. But then, if you look at Daniel Cormier, he's going to be fighting like Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Cormier's yeah. like, man, every everybody deserves a rematch to get their belt back. Yeah, Stipe Miocic. Yeah, and and Stipe's sitting on the side like throwing his arms up going like, "Wait, what?" And they're like, "I deserve an immediate rematch." I I don't know. I don't really like the fact that like uh Brock Lesnar come in and get a fight immediately and then after um, he's been nailed <clears> on <throat> doping violations as well. Yeah, all these guys and he fought Mark Hunt, didn't he? No, Mark Hunt fought uh the big giant um Giant Silva. Yeah, Silva. Bigfoot Silva? Bigfoot fought Bigfoot Silva. He fought Lesnar too, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he no, did. he did. He did and I'm broke his sure. hand and, and beat himself up. Well, whoever he fought, he, he beat himself up fighting him. And in doing so, like, he doesn't take... I mean, you look at Mark Hunt's body, you know he doesn't take steroids. But uh, <laughs> I guess I mean, he's just a big Samoan, man. Just yeah, he's a big the... Samoan. But in, and there was a big controversy back then too. Yeah, I think it was Brock Lesnar because he was like, how is this fair that I have to basically kill this person and get him out of here? And I'm fighting fair, and I should get the purse. Like I'm putting my myself at risk, not by following the rules. And it, you guys are still rewarding these people. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't just Lesnar; it was Bigfoot Silva too. Frank Mir ended up getting nailed on doping violations as well, and then he got out of his contract and ended up going to Bellator from the UFC because of the doping violations. So pretty much everybody, Mark Hunt has fought. In the recent fights, is all the nailed on doping violations. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing that happened with Mauricio uh, Verdum now too. So I mean, well, you got Anderson like, Silva all of them. too. Anderson Silva got dinged. Yeah, but he didn't fight Mark Hunt. But we were yeah, talking but about not Mark Hunt. Yeah. But just in general, like the steroid, steroids are big, massively abused in the professional athlete thing, and and I think they should just come out with a group who does and a group who doesn't. I mean, if you're going to use it, then have a fighting thing for it. And I think that's with all sports, like they should separate leagues. And be like, this is the people who want to abuse this stuff, and these are people who don't because it's not a fair fight. But Mark Hunt, man, I've always, I've always admired him. He just lost, I believe, he just lost his last fight to. Uh, it was a recent fight. He got choked out. He got submitted. Yeah, yeah, it was a rear naked choke. I think yeah. it was in the first round, even. Man, that's rough. But jujitsu, man, it just shows how effective jujitsu is. So. And that guy's been that guy's a veteran in the game. He's been in there with the Nogueras. I mean, 
He's yeah. been in there with Frank Mir. Like, very <laughs> top-level black belt guys that you should oh, be scared God, of. Oh, bring me again. <laughs> that guy. I'll bring that gravi- guy up every time. That guy gravitates around this room. He's always brought up. Um, so, again, John Jones, he's a real piece of work. I don't think he deserves to be in the UFC. I don't think he deserves... When he comes back, he'll probably get a title fight right away. I think he. Uh, they said he was fighting Alexander Gustafson. They did, but then they said Gustafson is going to be fighting somebody else, didn't they? They said he was going to be... Like, first it was Joel John... Romero, yeah. Yeah, Joel Romero. So, Which, like, that guy's... Yeah, to Jackson's camp, and we, <laughs> we don't know about the steroids on that guy. Yeah, well, he's he's all natural. That's uh, that's horse meat. Oh, that's right, Australian yeah. horse meat. Right? Austra- the, well, I mean, if you look at uh, Alistair Overeem, Overeem, before, yeah, Overeem. So he, I believe, he honestly got off of steroids because look at him now. He's not the Alistair Overeem back in the Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin day. Like he is different. <laughs> he's, <laughs> seasoned. He's seasoned. He's, yeah, let's say he's, he's getting older. We'll just say he's getting older. Let's just go with that. But he's our old horse meat. That's a horse meat uh, Alistair Overeem joke. Because they used to ask, how would you get so big? And it's horse meat. He's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That guy. Um, yeah, but John Jones, man. No, I don't, th- I don't think he should be even be brought back. I don't either. But, I mean, he's stenching people out, which is going to release the contract, and he makes money. But I think they should strip him of it. They should, they should negate every fight he's ever fought. I think he should be Owen. I don't even know what his record is right now, but Owen, whatever that is, because... The steroids take away from your legacy. And at the same time, if you've done it for one, you've done it for all. So they should take away all his entire record and flip it. So he has he to should start from the, the bottom, yeah. not even from the top. Like, he, you know, he shouldn't come in and get the top little. Should put him back on the prelim fights, the Fox Sports 1 fights. <laughs> Make him fight his way all the way back up the ladder. And that goes into what I feel like what's wrong with the UFC is that they'll never happen. They will. He sells. And if you sell, you can get away with throwing like. Um, a dolly through a window and hurting people. Yeah. And you can get on stage and throw water balls at people in the stands. It, it, it's become very WWE-ish. It, uh, it has, but that's what sells. And I think it was a gradual build-up. But, again, the only people I know who don't do it, who legitimately just hate your guts, the Diaz brothers. I mean, they will just fight you. <laughs> and they're, they're triathlon athletes. Swimming, yeah, that's biking. Pretty, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I, so I think... I don't know. I, I really, I really feel like it's tainting the sport, but it's bringing a different crowd in too. So I think the crowd who's starting to follow it, they like that drama. This, these kids, man, they like drama. They like to to build to take a side and say that you're an enemy against. Yeah, me. it's it's twenty five percent sport now, and it's more of a what, what is build that? Up. Kind of like Jersey Shore ish. Well, you know? I, I think I even sent you a text message or uh, on on Facebook, and you posted about how there's going to maybe be entering another title. Um, oh the yeah, the 165 title. Yeah. And I said this shouldn't be. It shouldn't only be put on like they shouldn't play it on Spike or ESPN or any of that stuff. They should only play the UFC on Lifetime because, <laughs> because the Lifetime it's is a like drama the, the drama series. Yeah, that's what it's building into. But uh, so again, a quick recap on everything we talked about before we jump off of here. We talked about Conor McGregor. We talked about Khabib. We talked about the the fight 229 coming up in um, Las I know, Vegas. In Las Vegas, yeah, it's, it's really close to us. And then. Real quick, I didn't actually get to pick who I think would win on a lot of these fights, but the big one is going to be Pettis, McGregor in the first round. If he wins in the first round, he doesn't win at all. And Lewis, if, I hope I hope he comes back and he, he does everything that he said he would do. Um, <clears throat> I think that guy needs to take some time off, figure out what's going on with his back. I think maybe he's just trying to figure, uh, finish out his contract so he can retire. Spinal injury. Yeah, it's spinal injury. No, and then we talked, a little, <laughs> we talked a little about John Jones and his... Uh, Access to extracurricular activities, or as the the weightlifting world calls it, vitamin K. 
That nose candy? That nose. I, well, I mean, nose candy's just a little bit different. No, he got nailed with that, too, I believe. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because yeah, when he got cocaine. in an accident. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. cocaine in the car. And then when there's that other video, too, of being just a dick to a police officer and, like... Oh, when he was drunk, he was he, drunk, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that guy is toxic to himself. His team needs to step up and help him, you know? Because I remember, I remember when he came back from the first usage, he was deadlifting, like, a stupid amount of weight. Like 600, 800 pounds yeah, of stupid stuff. But he was, uh, he was on horse meat, too, so... I mean, that that makes it okay. So, that's the recap. We appreciate you joining us. If you, if you like us, go ahead and subscribe. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch you at least every Sunday. We'll be putting something up. We might put maybe even two videos up a week. Um, you got anything to say, Rooster? Yeah, we do train a lot. So, whenever we got time for you guys to get a podcast in here, we're going to be doing it. Definitely look forward to it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace out.